Hello, and this is Hard for Life, episode 139. We are three days away from Wrestle Kingdom. We are three weeks away from the Royal Rumble, but we are three days removed after Stardom Wrestling, Stardom World, Stardom Ring, Dream Queendom. Now, the last video you guys saw was a predictions video. So, naturally, you guys already know that this is the review of probably one of Stardom's most hyped-up shows. But before all that, introductions will always be a must. I'm an English before. This is Stardom Dream Queendom 2022 review. And before I even jump in, Happy New Year. We're going to kick off 2023 with a Talk for Glory bang. To start us off, we're going to talk about the reunited Pink Kabuki, Unagi Sayaka, and Mina Shirakawa versus one of my favorites, the future top Gaijin, Toxic Spider, Tekla, and Cosmic Angels, Public Enemy number one, My Sakurai. I don't even want to get into the match first. I want to get into the entrances. You know, we had our standard DDM entrance of Thecla and Mai. We had Unagi come out. But Mina Shirakawa, to her return, she returned with some new faces. Now, I can't remember these two names off the top of my head. Just for the simple fact that whenever I think of them, I just think of the funny backlash that everyone was getting. It was a bunch of who's that or um, why does Mina have her own stable? But before I jump into any of that part, let me talk about some of my favorite moments. Some of my favorite moments was just between Mina and Tekla. Doing a lot of callbacks, doing a lot of stare downs. Tekla's um, funny spider bridge. Mina being Mina, but you can tell something was definitely different. Unagi looked happy as hell to be teaming up with Mina Shirakawa again. The fans looked happy to see Mina Shirakawa back again. Me, personally, I was glad to see Mina back. But I do want to admit the new two people were... um, How do I say it? Kind of eyesores, because while I'm watching this tag match... I am thinking, who the fuck are these people? But at the same time, I was also thinking, okay, so Mina Shirakawa is going to be, I guess, with other people. Now, I'm not against it. I was glad that Pink Kabuki won. I was glad that Mina and Unagi won this match. My Sakurai was kind of an afterthought here. Kind of forgot she was in the match because, let's be honest here, it was great to see Unagi. What? Actually, no. Let's be honest here. There were two comebacks, two random people, and say what you will, Mina and Tekla were probably the one of the best stories in stardom over the SWA title in the beginning of 2022. Hands down, one of the, one of my favorites even. One of my favorite storylines in stardom, just between those two. So 
no fault of mine to get outshined, but it kind of was also inevitable. But let's talk. Uh, let's talk about the aftermath of this, and that is after the match. Mina cuts a pretty heartfelt, pretty solid promo about being back and how she's happy and excited to be back. And then she asks Unagi, why didn't she tell her what, that she was leaving? Why didn't they speak or anything like that? And before, before the, um, Unagi can get like utter a word, Mina just starts wailing on her. And... I was kind of confused about it, especially because I myself am a good pink, pink Kabuki fan. I like the team of Mina and Unagi. I always like the original three of Cosmic Angels. I do like colors. I'm fine with Natsupoi in the group. But the OG three of Mina, Tam, and Unagi has always been like my go-to thing for Cosmic Angels. But... When I saw this and Mina now announcing two things. One, her and Pink Kabuki are now over, meaning that they will never tag again. And guys, this isn't like um the WWE where they say they'll never tag they'll never tag him again, then they don't do it. Sometimes in Stardom and or New Japan, they actually do mean it. So I guess it just makes the moment a lot more special. But Mina now introduces, I guess, her sub-faction within Cosmic Angels. And for you guys that don't know what a sub-faction is, think about the elite inside Bullet Club. Think about the House of Torture inside Bullet Club. That is what a sub-faction is. It's a faction within a faction. You're still affiliated with the top faction. You, you and your friends are just a branch. So to talk about the... Actually, no, this isn't even a branch. Mina announces her own faction while at the same time claiming to still be a part of Cosmic Angels. Um, her team is herself, Mariah May, and Zaya Brookside. I know one of these girls is from NXT UK. If anyone in the comments wants to tell me who either of those two are, are that would be appreciated. And their faction name will be Club Venus. So, interesting things to... Look forward to for Mina Shirakawa and I guess the rest of Club Venus. If this means Mina gets to the white belt faster, actually, never faster, in a more serious tone or method. JC, what's up, man? Zaya is Robbie Brookside's daughter, worked in NXT UK. Okay, thank you, because I've been wondering for the last two, three days, who the fuck is this person? Appreciate that, man. But um, also, welcome to Talk for Glory. You know, we've talked on Twitter, um, TikTok, etc. But first time here on Talk for Glory, welcome, even if it's a comment section. But um, back to what I was saying. So I'm interested to see how this sub-faction goes. Like Mina said, her herself is Cosmic Angels, but Mariah and Zaya are not. 
what does this mean for the future? I have no idea. Me personally, like how I feel about the situation is is um how do I say this? All right, so Mina had a tragic, tragic, tragic accident in her match against Saya Kamatani. I'm not going to go into detail. You guys want to go look for that clip, go for it. And I remember watching that match and thinking to myself, this is the best comeback story ever if they do it right. Mina was looking presentable. Mind you guys, Mina Shirakawa is not a leader in Cosmic. That's Tam Nakano. But to see Mina win the white belt after a comeback story, that would have been great. And I always thought there is no way in hell you can botch a comeback story unless you do a comeback story and then they just go into the lower mid card. And I guess watching that tag match, I now realize there's another way for you to ruin a comeback story. It's turning them heel. I honestly believe that Mina Shirakawa would have been the biggest baby face in stardom in 2023 if she just came back a face. Won the Cinderella tournament, which is the New Japan Cup slash King of the Ring for stardom. And she would have challenged for the white belt at um, the show after the Cinderella tournament. Um, I think it's Stardom World Climax. But, but yeah, like that would have been, that's my booking. That's how I'm getting Mina Shirakawa to be the biggest baby face, bigger than um, even Sai Kamatani. Like Sai Kamatani would be a default heel if she got placed with ultimate baby face Mina. But that's everything I have for this match. Sad to see Pink Kabuki go. Mai's an afterthought. Thekla's the next SWA champion, two-time. And I'm um, looking forward to Club Venus. Next match is Mayu's Therapy. And what I mean by that is this is a 3v3 focusing on the entire Stars unit of stardom icon, Mayu Iwatani. Um... Peach Star, Momo Kogo, the other future next to Azumi, Hanan versus the Wildheart, Hazuki, the girl that loves bears that I can't get behind fully, Koguma, and the most jacked girl in all of women's wrestling, Saida. All right, guys. So when I said that this is Mayu's therapy, I wholeheartedly mean it. For you guys that don't know in the wrestling community, myself and others have made this running joke of Mayu always getting turned on or there's always a problem in her faction. And just all of this means Mayu's going to need therapy. And Mayu, actually, no, fuck it. I didn't want to do this rant. On the um, Kyrie versus Mayu rant, on the Mayu versus Kyrie video. But I'll go down for everyone. Mayu Watani should be the, not the SW, the IWGP Women's World Champion. Not Kyrie. I love Kyrie Sane, but Mayu stayed. Mayu stayed in stardom. Mayu became stardom. Mayu's the icon. I understand what's the real reason behind um, why Kyrie won and why Mayu lost, etc., etc. But it's just like, that's the fan of me talking. So this 3v3 
featuring um everyone, I think is much needed for Mayu because she just starts wailing on whoever's tagged in. Momo Kogo, honestly, she's losing. Actually, no, she's not. Momo Kogo is becoming a lot more of one of my default babyface fa- favorites for the simple fact of she doesn't really have a character outside of like smiling, kinda. And it's funny because the next person we'll talk about kind of just does that. But I will say that Momokoko has a kick-ass spinning DDT, a kick-ass 619 in the corner. And I hope she wins the Futures title one day. Hanan, 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 Hanan. I'll be quick about this one. So 2022 was the year I praised Izumi. Now, 2023 is going to be the year that we all acknowledge Hanan as the next future behind Azumi. If I'm saying Azumi red belt, I'm saying Hanan white belt. I think the girl's either 19 or 20. She's like 20 or 21. By the time she's 20 or 21, I need that girl to have a white belt. She had a kick-ass futures title reign. And I refuse to see her just fall down the card after that badass run. Hazuki, the wild heart. She's pretty cool. And, yeah, I'm just going to have to say this too. We really didn't get Azumi versus Hazuki. We really didn't get that. Why? Why? <sighs> Koguma, she was excellent in this match. She did a little bear thing. It was her standard FWC plus insert one person tag match. Saeeda is still underrated as fuck to me. In this tag match, I enjoyed seeing Hazuki pretty much wail on the other team. No fucks given. I like that Hanan judo flipped everyone the moment they got tagged in. And Mayu looked like she was just down to kick everyone's ass. Momokogo's my favorite spot is her 619 in the corner getting Saeeda off the ropes. And honestly, I know this was just the 3v3 to prepare for the 3v3 tag title derby or tournament. But it was pretty entertaining. I'm very selective when it comes to my favorites of stars, but this this match, I enjoyed it from bell to bell, just all members of stars. I'll do our next match, and that features the new eras featuring the girl with the most powerful claps, Mirai. It is the future of stardom champion, Ami Sure, versus the team that keeps getting robbed, my Hime, Micah, and Himika. Probably my only favorite parts of DDM, plus the leader. Versus BMI 2000, Natsuko Tora, and Raka. Yeah, this match was just, uh, how do I say this? It was a heavy hitter. It was your standard, what would happen if these all these girls faced each other one-on-ones. It was a power match, basically. And I still think Ruraka is the one that benefits the most in this, because she's so young. I will say I'm very glad that New Eras didn't win, because Mirai and Ami have kept getting title matches whether the challengers are um, FWC, which is Koguma and Hazuki, 
whether it's um, Maltier, which is Cam Nakano and Natsupoy. I can't remember if they challenged Black Desire, but if they did, um, I'm pretty sure Kid and Momo beat them too. But just, God damn. Ami, focus on the Futures title. Mirai, fuck it, win Cinderella again. Be my 2000 is just a learning experience for Uraka. Now time to talk about the real favorites. And that is my Himmy, the team that got robbed back in around 2020, 2021. Yeah, 2021. The team that got robbed in 2021 where Himika kept kept tagging with members of DDM. And finally, she was like, you know what? My Himmy. My Himmy is the team. They won the tag titles from B Priestley and Konami. And then Julia is just like, hey, 2v2, you guys versus me and Shuri. One, Shuri is the fucking Terminator. Two, it's Julia. Like, I know a lot of people, especially when I get to the main event of this card, love, love, love Julia. So my Himmy was just set to fail. They were doomed from the start. So, again, there's nothing more that I can say in this match other than it was your standard um, what would happen if all these people were in one-on-ones. But congratulations to my Hemi on getting the win here. Also, in the last match, congrats, Mayu, Momo, and Hanan on getting that W. But, yeah, congrats on my Hemi getting the W in their match. I do think that, well, I'm hoping that they finally get the tag titles off of the people that actually want it when I'm, I'm going to get to them. I'm going to get to them. All right. Next is... Let's see. Sorry, guys. I got to do one thing. There we go. Next is our Red Queen. The leader of Queen's Quest, Tarfra Glory's 2021 Superstar of the Year. It is the cool, royal, beautiful Utami Haishishta versus a lot of you guys know her. One half of the one half of the Kabuki Warriors, the first ever IWGP Women's Champion. A former NXT Women's Champion, a former WWE Tag Team Women's Tag Team Champion, the Pirate Princess, Kyrie, not Kyrie Sane, not Kyrie Hojo, she is just going by Kyrie. And uh, yeah, there's only one way I can start this off, and it is this is the best 15 minute match that Stardom's probably produced in the last four or five months. Do I think they should have gone for 30? Hell no. If anything, giving Utami less time than her big match moments is the perfect setting. I don't like Utami in 20, 25-minute matches. The fact that this went to a 15-minute time limit draw was amazing. Kyrie did what she does best, hitting those insane elbows, hitting those strong forearms. Hitting Utami with just about everything. And I got to say that Kyrie has been on a giant roll 
Now, I know I didn't like that she was on that Brock Lesnar kind of schedule. So I, I guess Startup heard what I said, and then they said, yo, Kyrie, show them why you special. Because I believe around the time I said that, Kyrie then went on to have a wonder of stardom championship match against against um Saya Kamatani. And then she went on to have the best match of 2022. Yeah, the best match of 2022's women's division against Mayu Iwatani. And then she's gonna go on to face Tam Nakano to defend her IWGP women's title. And she just had a 15-minute time limit draw with Utame, uh, sorry, Utami Hayashishita. Guys, I'm probably gonna say Utami a lot because I don't feel like but don't feel like botching a lot. But this match had everything. Kyrie, Kyrie's pizzazz, Utami's royal energy. It had the big match feel. I love that no one was saying this should main event. Like we get we get Utami's great. We get Kyrie's great. But everyone knew that this match deserved its placing on the card. And I do think that given if it wasn't in the final minutes of December, kind of, I do think that this would be a match of the year candidate, but it is also 15 minutes long. Some of my favorite moments in this was the insane elbow, was Utami slamming Kyrie with a lot more force than we're normally given. And I'm hoping 2023 is a better year for Utami because 2022 was not her year, despite what anyone says. What a great way to close out the year by having a one-on-one match with Kyrie. Also, maybe it's just me, but I'm going to need Kyrie versus Miyu Amasaki at the next New Blood show. The reason for that is, I don't know why. Well, I I guess I do in a way. When Kyrie's beating the daylights out of Utami and she's about to go for her little charging forearm elbow smash in the corner. This is, I think it's Utami on the ring post. And... Kyrie just runs up or walks up in between like the fans because there's just a guardrail. And I guess she was trying to get a good running head start. And then here comes Miyu Amasaki protecting Utami. So uh, I'm kind of going to need Miyu versus Kyrie. Am I sending Kyrie to a. Not Kyrie. Am I sending. Ma- eh, oh my God. I'm going to say Mayu. Am I sending Miyu? There we go. Am I sending Miyu to the slaughterhouse? No, no, I am not. Remember, guys, Miyu Amasaki has faced the likes of Julia, Tam Nakano, Utami. I don't think she's Kairi's level, but I think Miyu can learn a hell of a lot from the pirate princess, Kairi. But back to what I was saying, this match went to a 15-time limit draw. There was a funny little stipulation that the loser wouldn't have their entrance. So no music, no, no robe from Utami, no pirate outfit from Kyrie, 
none of that. But this went to a time limit draw, so I guess both of them get to keep their stuff. So yes, guys, we will be getting Utami. No, Utami. We will be getting Kyrie versus Tam Nakano in her full pirate princess or Kabuki warrior gear at Wrestle Kingdom. All right, and our next match is for the trios titles, the Artists of Stardom Championships. It is Prominence versus Oedo Ties. It is Starlight Kid, Momo Watanabe, and Saki Kashima versus Prominence, Risa Sera, Suzu Suzuki, Haragi Kurumi. Hey, Zay, what's up, man? Yeah, we'll just talk about the Kabuki Warriors. All right, so I'm going to be straight up about this. This match had no right being this damn good. 3v3 deathmatch or 3v3 tornado tag, extremos, whatever the hell you want to call this thing, damn, it went hard. I kind of forgot that Prominence or a bunch of deathmatch wrestlers kind of forgot that part because they kept jobbing out to Julia, so I just thought they were local talent. But then here... They face Oedo Tai in Momo Watanabe, which has gotten a lot more deadly since joining Oedo Tai. Starlight Kid, which, honest to God, she broke the hell out in 2022. And Saki Kashima, the ultimate spoiler in wrestling. The girl can pin you out of nowhere and you won't even know it. Some of my favorite spots here is Momo with a barbed wire bat against, I believe, Risa Sarah's kendo stick. I'm trying to remember if it was a Rikishi driver, but if it was, if it wasn't, that was another spot of mine from Hiragi and Saki Kashima. Suzu Suzuki was just a badass all around. Starlight Kid was showing, hey, I'm more than just high speed and I'm more than just an average wrestler. Starlight Kid was like, I can show you deathmatch wrestling. This was a hardcore match at its finest with 3v3, fun action. Hell, I know a lot of people are enjoying the 3v3 between Death Triangle and the Elite. I think you guys should check this one out too. It is for Trio's tag titles as well. But in the end, Prominence now walking around promotions like Sendai Girls and Ice Ribbon with Trio's tag titles beating Oedo Tai. There's also a badass picture that I shared on Twitter. Feel free to look at that. All right. Time for our next match, and that is... Ah, uh, shit. It is the Goddess of Stardom Tag Team Championships, Meltier, Tam Nakano, and Natsupoi versus 7-Up, Nene Takahashi, and you. All right, I'm going to just say right now that I was not expecting Natsupoi to hit a fairy blink, which is a spinning roll-up that Natsupoi can do. Actually, as I'm saying this, I'm also going to be tagging whoever is watching this, and they got me on Twitter, this move, because this was bullshit. Not bullshit as in it was wrong, as in there is no way in how Natsupoi should have been able to hit that. Sorry, guys. I'm right now, like, looking for the clip. 
Wait one moment, guys. I'll be right back. Sorry about that, guys. There was a car passing by. You're, you guys are in a loud-ass New York City. But, yeah, seeing seeing uh, Nats point hit that fairy blink had me think, damn, they're going to they're gonna retain. Finally, let's go. Because as you guys all know, I was not a fan of 7-Up winning the Goddess of Stardom Tag League and, and the Goddess of Stardom Tag titles. But... Congratulations to them on winning the tag titles. Takahashi is inserting passion and fire into stardom because she is the first ever world of stardom champion. Do I think she needs more success? Hell no. To me, Takahashi coming back, winning tag league, then winning the tag titles is like, oh, not almost. But a lesser version of Brock Lesnar winning the Rumble than main event in WrestleMania. Because Nene is kind of a part-timer, and I don't need all that success going to a part-timer. It's sad to see Meltier lose the tag titles. I was hoping that we can get Tam Nakano and Natsupoy versus My Himmy for the Goddess of Tag Titles. One, because again, My Himmy... Mike and Himika have gotten screwed over the tag titles by their own leader. And Himika specifically wants to beat the shit out of Natsupoy. So imagine that you get back the belt and you get to beat up the traitor. But hey, congratulations on Takahashi and you winning the Goddess of Stardom tag titles. Now time for some single championships. Featuring... The young ace, the young goat, the high-speed prodigy, the high-speed god. The girl that I can't stop hyping up. Guys, go look for Tommy Impact on Instagram and or Twitter. Vote for Azumi. She's going to be Jamie Hayter in the IWC, um, I guess it's popularity list. Basically, are the their own PWI list. But yeah, guys, go vote for Azumi. What else am I going to say? The high-speed champion. God damn it. We are back, guys. Loud cars. Okay, there we go. But yeah, everything I've said and more. The one I love saying, the stardom fan public enemy number one, Azumi, better than your favorites, versus the Smiley, returning from Mexico, one-fourth of colors, Hikari Shimizu. And all I got to say is, yeah, yeah, Hikari is definitely high speed. 
She's high speed. Was she more high speed than Azumi? Not in this department. Maybe she beat her in a race. Maybe she beat her in a water drinking contest. But when that title was on the line, Azumi had it. Azumi had it in every which way possible. A true wrestling technician is Azumi. While Hikari, she definitely did speed blitz her a couple times. She caught me off guard with some of her flash pins. Even some of her springboard moves. Hikari is definitely now my second favorite colors member next to Saki. But with Azumi winning this match, it now begs the question. Actually, it doesn't beg the question because I got goddamn robbed again. One, when are we getting Hazuki versus Azumi? Two, when are we getting Mayu versus Azumi? I'm a firm believer that if your record is in danger of being broken, you should now fight that person. I believe that Momo Watanabe should face Sayakamitami for the record for the record of most defenses of the Wonder of Stardom Championship. I believe that Mayu should defend the record for most high-speed championship defenses. Hell, I even think Braun Breaker, if he ever gets there, should face Adam Cole if he wants to break the record for longest reigning NXT champion. And I'll even go, I'll even do a little throwback. Someone, Tommy specifically, inform me if Bobby Roode is still the longest reigning TNA world heavyweight champion. Because if so, I don't know who that was world champion, right? I think it's Josh Alexander. Um, Josh Alexander should defend the world title against Bobby Roode so Bobby Roode can defend the longest reigning run. But yeah, I'm just a firm believer in those things. Azumi being the high-speed genius, high-speed goat, high-speed god, public enemy number one of Stardom fan. Remember, guys, vote for Azumi on that list. I'll link it down below. What's next for Azumi? Again, I want Hazuki. I want Mayu. But I'm not mad about what we truly get. We get a year-long rematch, a year-long awaited rematch of the two greatest high-speed wrestlers, that is Azumi and Starlight Kid. As to when that is, I don't know, but let's be real here, guys. You can't go wrong with Kid and Azumi. Time for our next match. It is for the Wonder of Stardom Championship. It is defending champion, Soaring Phoenix. It is Crash and Burn All or Nothing, Saya Kamitani versus Haruka Amasaki or Amasaki. Now, I didn't know jack shit walking into this match about Haruka. All I knew was her alter ego was Karma, which is like Demon Finn Balor. I didn't know shit about this girl before this match, the day before this match. But I definitely learned a lot during and after this match. One of my favorite spots from Haruka is her twisting frog splash that I know she learned from Starlight Kid. And just seeing just seeing this brutal side that you would have expected from Karma. There was no fireball action. There was just this great technician of a wrestler inside Haruka. But at the end, Sayakamitani has a goal in mind. She has to protect the wonder of stardom championship. She needs to get back on her road to Ibushi, her Ibushi road. 
She retains the Wonder of Stardom Championship via a roll-up or a her or a Frankensteiner pin. And honest to God, when I say this, I'm concerned that Saya Kamitani can't fly anymore. And what I mean by that is I don't mean she can't springboard anymore or she can't do the 450. I think she can't do the Phoenix Splash anymore. I think she's scared. I am hoping that I'm wrong. I'm hoping that our golden Phoenix gets her wings back. Because I miss seeing that move. For you guys that don't know, the Phoenix Splash actually is my favorite top rope move of all time. I'm hoping to see that we get the Phoenix Splash in a big match feel. So if Stardom will be at Wrestle Kingdom again, aside from the women's title match, I'm hoping we see the Phoenix Splash there. I'm hoping to see the Phoenix Splash in her next title defense. After this match, Saya calls out the future of Stardom champion, Ami Sore, and although I'm not against this, I'm also not for this, until Saya pitched this to Ami, and that is, don't you want to aim higher? Don't you want to be better? And I honestly think that this should have gone, this should have gone to Hanan. This moment should have gone to Hanan when she broke the record. Instead of the white belt, though, I think it should have been the red. I do think that if the futures champion has maybe around five or more defenses, they should defend, they should now challenge for the white and/or red belt. I do think that Saya tempting Ami with this. Definitely can lead to something interesting. I'm not the biggest Ami fan. She does have a kick-ass theme song. But if you ask me who do I like more between Ami and Mirai, I like Mirai about 30% more. So I'm looking forward to Ami versus Saya Kamatani. And I'm hoping that we get our Golden Phoenix wings back. All right, guys. So we're about to hit the main event. So, guys... Everyone that watches this now and or later, thank you for hearing me out. This is Talk for Glory, episode 139, 2023, New Year's Day edition. And this is the main event. But before all that, let me tell you about some of our socials. You can find myself at Enigma underscore v4 underscore on my twitter you guys can you guys can follow and find young smooth at young smooth tfg on twitter as well you guys can follow myself on my instagram at enigma period before my tiktok enigma underscore before and not just on youtube guys but follow talk for glory on spotify on apple Podcasts because there's going to be things going there. There's going to be some things coming here. Just know that you guys can follow us everywhere. Zay, I always love seeing you in the comments. Cash Money, what's up, man? And JC, once again, welcome to Talk for Glory. I appreciate you said that this is going to be your source of stardom. Just know that there's going to be some guests here and there that may or may not know more than me. Just know that Talk for Glory ain't against having guests. 
And that's for all companies, whether it's stardom, WWE, New Japan. You know, just we ain't against it. But now it is time for the main event. It is for the World of Stardom Championship. It is the Stardom Terminator. It is the girl that has had a rocky year. It is Shuri versus the girl that has captured the eyes of millions in under 24 hours. It is one of the most protected girls in stardom history. It is someone that I know so many people that just love, love, love Julia. This match, honest to God, was the best stardom match on the card. Not for the storyline, but because of the callbacks that were in this match. Stardom is very much like New Japan when it comes to factions. This has to be not my highlight of that match, not my highlight of that card, that show, that pay-per-view. This spot that I'm about to say is my highlight of 2022. With three days left of 2022, this made it. It is Julia hitting every one of her faction members, finishers, and the late great Hana Kimura finisher before she puts away Shuri with her own finisher. It is Shuri pretty much almost knocking out Julia. My favorite spot from Shuri is that pile driver that she gives Julia on the announce table. And I just love the fact that this was an overall brawling feud. This was just pent up emotions. It was a story, a long one year story for you guys that probably forgot that 2022 Shuri and Shuri and Julia entered this year as tag team champions. So imagine that you close out the year facing each other for the most important title in your promotion. Sherry versus Julia isn't my number one match. That's going to be announced for when we do the awards. But one moment, guys. Okay, but great, I've lost my train of thought. Oh, now I remember. This match has had so much story, so much depth to it that I wouldn't mind seeing this a third time. I I want to say the score is one 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 because I remember that they tied the first time they ever fought. And then the second time Shuri won, and then this is this will be the third, so they're one one one. But if there's one thing that I loved in this match, it was the DDM celebration. It was the promo. It was Julia basically promising for a brighter future for stardom after winning. It was Shuri just gracefully accepting defeat. It was everything in this match that culminated from January to December. I highly, highly, highly recommend that anyone that watches this watches Shuri versus Julia, however you can find it. This is probably, well, it can't be my 2023, 
but it is definitely in my top 10 for 2022. Maybe even top five. But with that all said, thank you everyone that watched this, listened to this. Even if you even if you had it in your background, the fact that you're here is appreciated. There's gonna be more talk for glory is going to be moving on rapid fire. It is highly appreciated that you guys tune in every single opportunity you can get. What? Yeah, I remember what I was going to say. So, guys, one last time, my socials, Young Smooth Socials. You guys can follow him at Young Smooth TFG on Twitter. You guys can follow me on Enigma underscore V4 underscore. Listen, follow my Instagram Enigma period before you guys can follow myself on TikTok at Enigma underscore before you guys again follow the follow us on our Spotify's Apple Podcasts. We have a Discord. Feel free to join that if you feel like it. And with that being said, guys, happy new year. Hope you enjoy the show whenever you decide to watch it. Hope you get a new perspective on wrestling. And above all else, have a great day. Enjoy wrestling.